stories from around the corner and around the country. You're listening to All the Best. Proudly supported by the Art Gallery of New South Wales. You're listening to All the Best from FBI Radio 94.5. I'm Madhura Prakash. Before we get into this week's stories, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge that I'm recording from stolen Gadigal land and pay my respect to Gadigal elders past and present and also recognize that the area where FBI Radio is situated, Redfern, has long been a place of storytelling, strength, resistance, and resilience for First Nations communities. This week, we're bringing you a piece that explores Chilean diasporic constellations between grandmother, mother, and grandchild. Grandmotherland follows Jasmine's journey to her grandmother's homeland, and her exploration of diasporic dysphoria, this indefinable sense of dislocation. A memory found somewhere in my parents' garage a few years ago. On one side of the tape, read the words, Mummy, Aja, Nora, Teresa, 1993. My mum, my grandma, my great-grandmother, or Aja, and their friend from Chile, Nora, and their neighbour Teresa, are singing. <laughs> my mum cracked a joke, she goes, here, the only person who can invent the lyrics is me. <laughs> the woman's making it. She thought she was making him up. They recorded this two years before my grandmother passed away and almost three years before I was born. Listening to this recording was the first time that I ever heard her voice. The time was I was in my 20s. And I think my mother had been diagnosed with a brain tumour. And the recording is at a time when um, my mother, this friend that had come out, a neighbour and my grandmother were all seated at uh, the table. I remember this because um, we must have had mate or tea. And they just began singing. My mum was born in Santiago, Chile in 1967. And four years later, she and her family would move their whole lives to Australia indefinitely. My grandma never returned, and neither did mum. Um, I think as a child I didn't really understand it. I think it was more... Um, my mother wanting a better life for her family. And I think at the time, you know, there was a lot of turmoil, there was a lot of um, instability. And I think there was an element of 
excitement, but as well there was underlying fear of we didn't know what we were coming to, what were the people, were they going to be accepting, were we going to belong, were we going to feel um, Australian. On my mum's side, I am first generation diaspora dysphoric, a typical trade-off for the children of immigrants. I have inherited the remnant soul of a culture, slowly eroded after a generation of displacement. And I've inherited this tape. I wish I could have asked my grandma what it was like. All I know about Chile is through the memory of it. But I want to know if some part of me also belongs there. And if what everyone says about Chilean Spanish is true. That only Chileans can understand it. In September 2023, 52 years since leaving Chile, Mum takes the window seat beside me on a plane bound for Santiago. After 14 hours, the plane swerves so that our eyeline is directly opposite the tips of the Andes Mountains. That's La Cordillera. And I remember as a small child, Mum used to talk about this beautiful Cordillera, or we'd be in a car and she'd say, oh, look at the clouds, they remind me of La Cordillera her hometown, you know, where she grew up and loved to see the mountains full of snow on the top. There is a famous Chilean song, Arriba en la Cordillera, by Patricio Mans, in which the opening line translates to, what do you know of the mountain ranges when you were born so far away? Hay que conocer la piel La Cordillera are the great mountain ranges that border Chile, Argentina and many more neighbouring South American countries. They are totally ancient, almost intimidating to see up close. I've heard that sometimes when the atmosphere is just right, you can see its snowy peaks from the city. In Santiago, our accommodation is next to a bakery where a young woman and her mum sell gluten-free alfajores, instant coffee and four different types of empanadas. Mum orders the empanada de pino, and they ask where we are from. They tell mum that her Spanish is still very good after all this time. Mum points at me. Solo inglés, she says. I can only understand the gist of their conversation through mum's translations. The women think that I should take off my earrings in case they get stolen. They tell mum that the locals will know I'm a tourist immediately. They joke that it's because I'm very tall here, but it's mostly because I can only speak English. Maybe this was that alien feeling that my family had when they first arrived in Australia. I don't look or sound like the people who live here, and without mum's translations, I don't understand Chilean Spanish. Mum thanks the women and we turn to leave. At least I know how to say goodbye the Chilean way. In Chile, we say, ciao. Gracias, 
I think music has the power of healing and um, when I think of my grandmother when she there were times when she was quite um, distraught you know coming to a new country and she didn't really speak English for her um, music held she held it in you know high regard and, and would play it often in her room there'd be music our tour guide Alejandra grew up in the same town that mum lived in before she left Chile she takes us there to Maipú where we stop for lunch at a local restaurant Alejandra and mum carry on with their conversation in Spanish and I tune in and out as I have for the first three days of the trip only picking up basic familiar phrases Suddenly, our waiter stands at the centre of the restaurant and begins singing. Perhaps it is the jet lag or the beauty of his voice, but I feel the urge to cry. The song is called Las Mañanitas, and it's a Spanish birthday song. It's funny that I travelled, and in my mind, all I wanted going to Chile was to hear people singing. That's amazing, isn't it? Because maybe because I had those experiences with my mum singing, my grandma singing, the music that we had in our house. And then it sort of did happen when we went to the restaurant and that fellow was singing Happy Birthday, and I asked him if he could sing um, si vas para Chile, and he did. And it goes, Si vas para Chile, te ruego viajero, que la digas a ella, que de amor me muero. And that song is about someone who's outside of Chile, outside the country, and they're singing it to someone who's going into the country. And what they're saying is, you know, um, when you go back to Chile, can you go and see my beloved? But the beauty of the song is that he's, the song says, um, you will meet people along your way who will welcome you. <laughs> and that's what I wanted to see. That's, I don't know why, I just, you're an outsider, but you want to be welcomed. You know, you want to be, um, yeah, I think it's the belonging. Down a cobblestoned alleyway, painted in sky blue, is the home that Mum lived in as a little girl. It appears that no one is home, but opposite the house, two men are exiting their front gate, and Mum rushes to them. She asks if they knew her family, and they tell her that they don't, but there is a woman who lives in the house on the corner of the alleyway who has lived there for 50 or 60 years. Maybe she knew them. I don't know exactly how to describe this feeling, but it seems that we share it. 
something between grief and unexpected joy. At the front of this stranger's home, Mum begins to cry. A young man opens the door. And I just blubbed something out. I can't remember what it even was that I said. I just said, oh, does anyone remember Victor Garcia, who's my father? And he quickly went back inside, seeing that I was all emotional, and got his grandmother. And she was just lovely. She came out and she couldn't stop laughing, remember that? And I think it was the emotion. She was laughing, I was laughing, I was crying. And I said to her, do you recall a family who lived in that corner house? And straight away she said, oh, there was a grandmother. And I said, yeah, that's right, my grandmother. And then so this lady said to me, oh, your grandmother went back to Australia. And I said, yeah, that's right, she, she did. As mum and I get ready to leave, the woman gives us a sprig of spearmint from her garden and her two old dogs paw and bark at our legs. We say goodbye that Chilean way, but what we really mean is, thank you for welcoming us here. Thank you for remembering. She reminded me of family. She reminded me of um, uh, someone who um, out of that song, actually. <laughs> you know, if you go to Chile, you will find these people who will come out and speak to you and talk to you. And she did. That was the healing. That was the, the time when I felt, you know what, we've travelled all this way and we've made the connection. And once um, I made that connection, I think I was fine. It was, I came back home. <laughs> Almost to the place where you were ripped out of and then... Yeah, you come back to something you you belong to. The famed Chilean author Isabel Allende writes in her memoir, My Invented Country. Memory is conditioned by emotion. We remember better and more fully things that move us, such as the joy of birth, the pain of a loved one's death, or the trauma of a wound. On the drive back to our accommodation, I stare out at La Cordillera through the car window and I cannot take my eyes off of the mountains. It's like a little piece of chili they, mm. they, they saved. They yeah. saved themselves a little piece of chili in a foreign country. And then when you went to the foreign country, you got to experience it. Where memories fade and communication stalls, music fills the gap. Everywhere in Chile, it fills hallways and bus rides, airports and rooms. At a dining room table in a porteño house in Valparaiso, I asked the residents if I can record them singing.
The Porteños or Porteñas are the names for people who live in a port city like Valparaiso. In this house, they are Marcelo, Fran, Carter and David. I saved this recording like a little memory for myself, like my mum did of her own family, at a time of uncertainty and when music was needed to heal. Until this moment, I had felt like a spectator of Chile, as if I did not quite belong to this culture. But here, at their dining table, was something familiar or familial. I wondered if my grandma and my great-grandmother were in the room too, their spirits singing along to songs that they once sang themselves. So, yeah, I'm thinking of um, calling it to grandmother. See, I think Grandmotherland's perfect because my mother was such a strong, if you think of a pyramid, you know, she was the top part of the pyramid and we all fell underneath that. And because she was so strong, um, you know, going back to your Grandmotherland seems like such a, a piece of a puzzle. You know, the, your grandmother was a strong one she held the she held the family together, and I think, had you met her, you would have seen that. She had a wholesomeness about her that she really understood Chile. I think, you know, for everything that she disliked about it, she also loved it. Memories, much like our loved ones, can be strong for a time and then inevitably become fragile. And returning to a memory can be an agonising reminder of the things that we have lost. But to use Allende's words again, without them, the anchor in the land of our childhood, our exile seems definitive. Thank you for listening. Ciao. That story was produced by Jasmine Alavuk. The supervising producer was Thomas Liu. I recently went to Sri Lanka, uh, which is where I was born, um, but I grew up here. And the feelings that I've been kind of working through over the last few weeks really mirrored the feelings that I think Jasmine captures in her piece. Given the fact that this country is obviously very multicultural, I think a lot of people probably resonate with those feelings. And so I wanted to talk to Jasmine a little bit more about how she used story making to process these really complex feelings while also creating a sense of connection to her culture. My mum and I often talk about 
her family's history because um, I think it's her trying to practice memorising the things that she grew up hearing and passing that to me so that I can then hopefully pass it down to somebody else. And I just said, like, is there any – do you have any recordings? Do you have any footage? You know, what have you got that I can, like – that's tangible that I can really – immerse myself in and just spontaneously found this tape in a box in the garage but we didn't have a cassette tape player so I took it home I asked a friend to like lend me her her cassette tape and I listened to it on the floor in my bedroom with a friend and um yeah it was the first time I'd ever heard my grandma's voice it was like really um sad because I sort of was like in a wave of grief because I never got to know her and she was as I'm told like sort of this really important figure for my family um and she this was like just before she got really sick and I think it was sort of like this last not last but like one of those sort of like last moments that they got to savor where she was really present and um you can hear it in the recording they're so joyful singing together so that's how I found the tape and then listening to that again with my mum more recently for this piece has been really nice because she can translate what they're saying and they're just like having a very jovial time it's very sweet I knew I've always wanted to talk about it because, yeah, that like dysphoria surrounding cultural heritage has been such a huge part of my life and also being of a mixed ethnicity, you know, when you identify as half of a culture, it never really you never really feel like it's fully validated. And not only that, but growing up, um, the closest thing I had to this sort of like ghost culture was stories that my mum would tell me or that my grandfather would tell me um, because, you know, they're both still alive. And my grandfather grew up in Chile. My mum did not. She only moved here when she was about four years old. So going there together with my mum and myself, it was... I didn't really know what to expect, but it was almost like as soon as I saw it for myself, it's almost like some inherited memory or some inherited familiarity started stirring in my mind's eye. And it was like, oh, I feel like I'm having deja vu. This is so strange. People here like look like me. They look like my family. Um, And then throughout the trip, just also feeling really winded by this lack of familiarity too because I can't really speak the language and I didn't grow up speaking it. I didn't really grow up hearing much of the music or knowing what the food tasted like or, you know, like what were communal gatherings like. That just still felt so foreign and so seeing it for the first time I was like, wow, perhaps this could have been my life had my mum and her family never come to Australia. I go, si vas para Chile, te rego viajero, 
My mum's always been very musical, like she just sort of sings around the house. And I know that that's not a uniquely Chilean thing at all. Um, but uh, she grew up around a lot of music that was, I think, she says it in the piece, she says like music was, is very healing. And she talks about how her grandmother, like she used to hear her grandmother listening to music in her room because she was suffering. Like it was her only being, you know, her grandmother also traveled to Australia too and being away from a country where there's people you know that you've grown up with that speak the same language as you when all of that is removed or you're removed from that environment the only thing that she could really bring with her was her vinyl you know like playing all these old South American um albums and so there's that sort of like really beautiful nostalgic element to it but I think culturally yes there is a massive presence of music and we did talk about it a little bit during the trip um because that was the thing mum wanted to hear more than anything and it almost caught me by surprise like how earnest people will sing in the streets um and like being at this restaurant and you know people sing happy birthday in restaurants all the time but my gosh the waiter taking a solo and just like belting so beautifully like like I'm never gonna see that in this country. At least, at least, I don't think I will to that same, in that same way. That was my experience. By the end of the the trip, uh, I felt so much more connected to this culture that had just never felt like mine. And when I came home, I was like, I didn't realize, and even conversations I've had with friends afterwards who also come from either mixed or, you know, backgrounds that aren't um, based here in this country, hearing them also share a very similar experience. I thought, oh, okay, this is, a, this is an important story and somebody else probably feels the same way as I feel too. I guess it's sort of like a prompt for listeners to to maybe reflect on their own feelings of disconnect or desire to reconnect with their own heritage in this country. We're all from somewhere and we all really deserve to like ground ourselves in belonging no matter how, um, how much that dysphoria affects that need and that that want and that desire so I guess yeah it might also be a nice opportunity to like call your grandparents tell them you love them <laughs> they're important people and or just somebody who is like an elder figure in your life who um you know spearheads some kind of growth or um or enriches your life to just yeah thank them and say you love them <laughs> That was Jasmine Alavuk, producer of Grandmotherland, and I absolutely second Jazz's prompt to find the people who connect you to your culture and tell them you love them. Jazz is also the Student Enterprise Manager at SIN, the Student Youth Network in Melbourne, and a supervising producer with us at All The Best. You can find out more about SIN 
at www.syn.org.au. All the Best would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which we make these stories and pay our respects to Elders past and present. All the Best is made at FBI Radio on Gadigal Land in association with SIN and 3RRR on Wurundjeri Woiwurrung and Boonwurrung lands and 8CCC on Arunde and Waramungu lands. The All the Best editorial producer is Mel Bakewell and Phoebe Adler-Ryan is our executive producer. Our social media producer is Isabella Lee and our social media assistant is Seth Emmerich. Patrick McKenzie is our community coordinator and Janae Madden is our content assistant. Shining Bird composed our theme music and Annie Hamilton designed the artwork. We're heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network and were made possible by the Art Gallery of New South Wales and the Community Broadcasting Foundation. You can find our full archive of more than 500 episodes at allthebestradio.com. I'm Madhura Prakash. Thanks for listening.